Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. Pure Dog Talk is proudly sponsored by Trupanion, medical insurance for pets. With over 1 billion, with a B, in claims paid, Trupanion has you covered. Whether you're a dedicated breeder, a loving owner, or both. Trupanion is also the first pet insurance provider to offer a special breeding rider that you can add to your coverage. That way, you know your dogs are covered from common health concerns associated with breeding and whelping, like emergency C-sections, for example. Learn more about all of the perks that Trupanion offers breeders by following the link on my partner page at puredogtalk.com. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves, and today we have part two of our episode talking with Wayne Cavanaugh. Wayne has been around purebred dogs and the sport of purebred dogs as long as I can remember. We had a program for coonhounds. Oh, that's another topic, but that's for another show. But <laughs> we'll say that one, Wayne. Nobody else tried that program too. <laughs> you know, we'd have three, four hundred entries at our bench shows mm-hmm. at Autumn Oaks and things, and it was phenomenal. But we wanted those dogs to be DNA because the sires that win the world championship and win Autumn Oaks become very prolific sires, and I didn't want anybody messing around. So we wanted them all to be DNA. I had two ways to do that. One, I could say it's mandatory you can't enter. Coonhound guys, that would not work out. No, I met a few of them. So we started a program that if you did have your DNA profile, you got a number, you could put it in your ad in, in the magazine, a big shield that said DNA profile. And when offspring of that DNA profile dog won anything, they got points. Those points turned into dollars. Oh, my gosh. And at the end of the year, you got a big check. Some of them got a big check. Wow. From UKC? Yeah. They were registering, you know, with UKC. So, yeah, yeah, the check came from us. Nice. We had sponsors, of course, but it worked out really well because more puppies got registered that way. Right. Because the litter owners and the sire owners would say, hey, I want them all registered. <laughs> you know? If they can get one point at one show, I get money. Right. You know? right. right. <laughs> So everybody was in, and all of a sudden we had everybody DNA. I love. And we didn't have to force them to do Look it. At that carrot, not a stick, Wayne. Come on, what are you thinking? It doesn't work. People hate you. It doesn't work. Imagine that. People would do the wave at our best in show ring and cheer. And when I judged it, <laughs> did they throw tomatoes? <laughs> no, they came in the ring and picked me up and swung me around. <laughs> the woman who won. I knew if I pointed to her, something was going to happen. And I pointed to her best and show, and she ran over and she picked me up. She swung me around like a rag doll, <laughs> kissing me through. It was havoc. It was havoc, I tell you. Oh my! And we God. all had a great time. So a few years later, she was in the running again, and I was judging a different group. And I looked over and I thought, oh, do I really want to do this? She's got the best dog again. You know, it's a really good one. So I'm like, Meh. And then I take off <laughs> and she's chasing me around the best in showing and down the aisles. This is the kind of stuff that made dog shows fun. 
Back in the day, Wayne, when I started, dog shows used to be fun like that. Yes, they were. You could do stuff like that. Yeah. And I have great pictures of Valerie swinging me around. She was much taller than I was. <laughs> I tried to bring that to the office every day, too. I'd bring my motorcycle in, back it in the hallway, and fire it up once in a while. If the gas prices went up, I just went around and gave gas cards to everybody. You know what? The other thing I did that I recommend all businesses to do, I shut it down for two days every year, and we rented this beautiful, gorgeous conference rooms at the Radisson here in town. And I did two days of telling every single department employee exactly why their job was important. And here's how much money we were making. Here's the percentages of growth, not the dollars. Here's where we were growing. Here's why your little job down here made this happen. And then I'd show them videos and things of all the dog sports. They were, so we had lots of dog sports. Dog shows right. were not much when I started. Right. We had agility, coon hunting, bird dog, a lot of bird dogs. The bird dogs, work. yeah. Bird dogs pointing and retrieving. Does UKC do spaniel stuff much? I know they do pointing. Yes, they started to. When I, okay. I, mean, I don't know what's going on there now, but we had a good spaniel program starting up. But the LRC, the Labrador Retriever Club, was a group that we merged with. And so we went around, Todd Callum, who's still there, was brilliant at going around because he was a respected hunter. And he would go around and visit with all the other registries. There's a lot of registries, small registries for just quail or just right. where it might be. And he'd round them up and say, your records stink. We do one thing really well. Mm-hmm. By the way, we turn our registrations around really fast. And you could call the person and actually talk to them. And I would answer the phone once in a while. I wouldn't tell them who I was and I'd process them. We just tried to do that, you know, try to keep things human. I love the sense that I've always, I've never been particularly involved in UKC. This is why it's such a fascinating conversation to me. I just kind of watch it. Yeah. But I love the sense of real dog people really involved with real passion. Yeah. And I love that about it. It was great fun. And cheering for each other. Yes. Oh, they cheer for each other. Like it's just. Yes. Real sportsmanship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We would do things like we had breeds that, (laughs) well, some of those breeds, all of a sudden, even though they've been around for a hundred years, we registered them. Now they're part of the AKC's registry as well. But when the Teddy Roosevelt's came, they would come pretty good size. Oh yeah. And Oswalks, we had them all. Mm -hmm. Salugis. Mm -hmm. But we had Bill Saloff, who was an AKC handler. I know Bill well. Sweet guy. He judged for us a lot. People loved Mm -hmm. him. And he judged the Teddy Roosevelt Terriers. And when the breed was over, there was over 20 of them. The ring was empty. And he looked at me and he goes, can I bring him in? I'm like, do whatever you want. So he brought all of them back in and said, okay, let's have a little seminar. I'll tell you what I thought, because I'm judging basic construction on your standard. You tell me the finer points. And they all gather around. They brought dogs in. Oh, my god! Why wouldn't you do that? All <laughs> the time, right? So with, with rare breeds, we did that when I was there. Anyway, mm-hmm. we did that all the time. Yeah. I would have the people come back and talk to the judge. Mm-hmm. They respected the judges. They weren't going to argue with them. Right. They wanted to learn, and everybody wanted to learn from each other. And the judges want to learn. I mean, yeah. that's one of my favorite things to do is to judge FSS and miscellaneous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, please hire me for that, please, because yeah. I love that. And you talk to people. Yeah. And you learn about breeds that you maybe never even heard about, but right. you learn. And isn't that sort of the whole point of the exercise? It was. And I was humbled. You know, the first year, people would come up to me and say, what's that? And I'm like, I'm not even going to guess. I'm going to find out something. Got, got nothing. <laughs> Totally got Someone nothing. who knows. You know? yes. So when these breeds came to the AKC, I, yeah. I had lots of years. Yeah, before. I still, every now and then, I'm like, 
quick look at the book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be fun to have the best in show judge at the AKC have nothing but a piece of paper and had to write down the breed's name that won? <laughs> <laughs> no marked book. Oh, Wayne, come on. You're killing me here. <laughs> I've seen it happen. <laughs> oh, no. No, you don't understand. Talk about the times that showing a German wire hair pointer, because oh, of yeah. course I come from every dog I ever showed mm -hmm. was a rare breed. Like literally the only best in show I got on anything that wasn't a rare breed was the pug. Yeah. I mean, come right. on. I literally, I didn't show setters. I didn't show Afghans. I didn't show Goldens. You know, I didn't show anything popular. Right. So I'm showing the wire hair pointer and they point at me and they say, wire hair pointing Griffon. <laughs> there isn't yes, a Griffon me. in the ring. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Go ahead and take your ribbon and That's fix right. the block. <laughs> you run up there and thank you. <laughs> when I was working for the Forsyths, Janie was starting a new Irish setter for Mrs. Porter. And it was its first show and she really wanted to get going with it. And the judge was one of the old classic judges, you know, with the holding on the ropes. And all she did was motion to make a cut. And Janie thought, I'm not going to waste any time here. Thank you. Ran up on the podium. With the rose, I mean, what was she going to do? Say, I was only kidding? It's Janie. No, you win. Thank you. That's exactly what I meant. It's exactly what I meant. Thank you. <laughs> That's how you started I'm sure off. we've all been there a couple times. I teach my students in my handling class. If the judge looks your way, run. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they can always send you back. Indeed. But there were good years at UKC. And yeah. I have to say that there was a lot of creative ideas. And a lot of people say, wow, you know, where did you get all those creative ideas? Some of them I did have myself but I had no problem stealing from other registries around the world. And if you don't make them your adversary, you can learn a lot from them. One of the things I did in Kalamazoo was I invited every registry that was over 100 years old in America to come to Kalamazoo for a conference. And they showed up, except one who sent the letter saying, no, thank you. But the Masters of the Foxhounds, they were there, National Greyhound Association, American Dog Breeders Association, they've been around for well over 100 years. And even some of the specific breed clubs, they're over 100 years. So there's seven of them that are century old. And no one seems to, they don't exist, right? Right. So when you look at the top breeds, you won't see foxhounds there. Unless you take in the master of the foxhounds numbers and bring them in your puzzle. Mm -hmm. Greyhounds aren't rare. There's racetrack greyhounds retired you know, all over. Now, maybe they're a different style and type. But they're registered as greyhounds. They're still greyhounds. And sometime you may need what they have. But more important, we were working together because we had animal rights issues to work with. Right. We had zoning things. We had breed-specific things to work about. And I can say the first day, it was kind of funny. Everyone's like, what is he doing? Why is he bringing us all together? And by the last day, we were singing Kumbaya. And the thing that worked out really well is that over those next years, we could pick up the phone. American Field, Bernie Matthews picked mm, up the phone. American dude. Field is a hugely interesting organization. Incredible organization. Bernie called me and said, hey, I've got a real problem with DNA. I know you guys have been doing that before anybody. Can you help me? And I would do the same with him. And we had this great rapport all from saying, we're in this together. And together at that point in time, we registered as many dogs as the AKC did together combined. All the things. And, you know, I think you make such an important point, Wayne, and it's one I've spoken to more than once. But I think it is one that, you know, like so many things, you have to hear it X number of times before it sinks in. Yeah. Collaboration, not competition. Yeah. There's no doubt. And you and I both do a podcast. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything 
it means that's more opportunities for people to learn. There isn't a competition. There is the collaboration. Right. When the AKC was saying, I'm stealing their registries or their entries, who in their right mind with an Irish stutter would say, I'm going to shred up my AKC papers because I only want to register with Wayne? Never happened. Not once. Never happened. They registered with both because they wanted to have an opportunity to compete. To maybe go to a show where they would show up themselves one day, have their handlers show up the next day, go jump in the pool, go chase the Lord, do terrier racing, straight racing. All these events are eventually graduating over. And I'm thrilled about that. I'm thrilled about that. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. Discover your dog's genetic health, optimize your breeding decisions, and identify your puppy's genetic profiles before they go to their new homes. All of that with Embark for Breeders Dog DNA Kits. As the highest rated dog DNA kit on the market, Embark has you covered with exclusive breeder tools. Embark offers the only genetic coefficient of inbreeding tests available, as well as OFA submission reports. Find out why thousands of breeders have trusted Embark to enhance their breeding program through screening for breed-specific genetic conditions, understanding traits, and identifying genetic diversity. To save on the most accurate, most comprehensive dog DNA kit, visit EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders. And use code PUREDOGTALK to enjoy $20 off each kit in your order. That's EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders, code PUREDOGTALK. Their world-class scientists and veterinary geneticists are standing by. I think it's fabulous, Wayne. I was just talking to somebody not too long ago that we are hearing at the American Kennel Club, you know this, The most successful sets of dog shows have lots more to do than run around in left-handed circles. Right. And the more people and the more clubs learn that, the more they understand that, the more their shows are growing. And the ones that are stuck with just running in left-handed circles aren't. Well, what spectators want to come and watch grass grow? I mean, it's just... Not their It's thing. interesting to us, yes, but that doesn't make it interesting to anyone else. And if you're trying to sell purebred dogs as a notion to people, you need to get them to see that they are all around dogs. The other thing that should inspire these clubs and encourage them, no one reads the AKC annual reports. It's a phenomenal bunch of information in there. The registrations, the events, the events where the entries are going up and have been are only the performance events. Yep. I mean, the confirmation events are always kind of a you know, flat line. But everything else is going up. And that's where the interest is. Mm-hmm. You know, you see at the AKC Invitational in Florida, the crowd isn't around the breed rings. The crowd's around dock jumping and agility and all the cool things that we can do now. Yeah. Barn hunt, scent work, all that stuff we had at UKC. Huge. Now, I want to make it real clear. I never saw us as competition. And as far as I'm concerned, the AKC is the gold standard, was the gold standard, and always will be. I want to make that real clear. No one could run dog shows as efficiently as they could. They just had a great set of knowledge and a great set of resources to work from. We were different. We were different. Mm -hmm. We were an owner handler only, no professional handlers allowed organization. So it wasn't competing. It was, like you say, collaboration. Collaboration. But they didn't want to collaborate much. No. And I get that. You know, That's I get not a that. strong suit sometimes. But I wasn't stealing their registrations. You know, the golden doodles were stealing them. Right. 
and they spayed and neutered everything to death, too. Exactly. Let's talk about the fact that we're cutting off our own noses to spite our face too many times. We are too cool, too insular, too focused on how great and fabulous, and we won't sell a dog to the average person. I mean, those kinds of things are a problem. I really believe that. When you look at the registration figures, the world might think, oh, animal rights people are the only one that affected this, or golden doors are the only ones that affected this. But when limited registration started, I was one of the few that were definitely opposed. Only one of the few. And it was not fashionable because the delegates are saying, there's backyard breeders, we've got to stop that. I understood that. But I also understand how bottleneck genetics work and simply, for an English major, how exponential math works. So you're going to spay and neuter. Your whole business model is nothing but a pyramid. It's nothing but a pyramid. One dog, puppies, six, those six, six. It's very simple. Why? in God's green earth, would just say, wait a second, I've got a great idea. Let's spay and neuter. Cut off all the legs on the pyramid. That sounds like something the animal rights people would do. Let's spay and neuter. No, we decided. And then we yell at them. It was brilliant. So that really did have a major effect. And the problem is, and this is what I said all along, and I wasn't the only one. This is not going to get rid of backyard breeders. They'll just breed dogs without papers. No one needs us. Plenty of people, most people, you've probably run into this where you have a friend or a neighbor that has a new dog and you say, does it have papers? And they say, yes. And you say, well, bring them over. I'll look at the pedigree or whatever. And they bring over the blue slip they never mailed in. Right. Why would they? Right. They're not going to show it or breed it. And that's why one of the things that I thought that AKC did that was somewhat genius was making 100% registration a requirement for breeder of merit. Yeah. Because now, as a result of that, I don't give them that option. Right. I just register all my puppies. Yeah. And it adds, what, 20 bucks to my cost. Right. Big deal. I did the yeah. same thing. always did the same thing. I've written about this way too extensively to summarize in a few minutes here. But at the end of the day, when my dad was breeding beagles, we put an ad in the local newspaper. Right. Someone would buy a puppy from us. You give us the money, we give you the papers. There's no limited, no contract, whatever. And then they would call a year or two later. My father said, hey, Ray, my cousin's nephew's electrician has a beagle and we're going to plug him in. You want to help? Yeah, sure. I'll help you. And talking through the process, they have the kids witness the miracle of birth. It was a mess. They never did it again. But people had pets. They had purebred pets. Maybe they didn't look so great. Who are we to tell them what they should? They loved them anyway. And what was wrong with Americans having ugly beagles? or ugly Irish setters, or ugly whatevers, there's nothing wrong with that. And they're still not because they're getting them now through sources that we're not proud to be associated with. I am not. And it was such a detour. And Carmen Mattag has always had, he's had a great sense of this whole thing. He's written about it too. Yeah. It's time to get rid of that and move on. Yeah. You just have to be more careful about who you sell dogs to. Well, you know, I think that having a conversation with people. Yeah. I mean, when I was a baby dog breeder, I had this big, long contract and it said all these things. And today my contract is about this long and it says these things. Mm -hmm. If you aren't going to keep it, it comes back to me. Right. End of conversation. Yeah. That's basically all it says. So you need. That is the only thing. Yeah. The only thing I care about is if you aren't going to keep it, it comes back here. Because by the way. They can take it on a spay neuter contract and breed it anyway. And then, before they or they spay can take it. my beautiful show dog and spay it anyway. Of I mean, they can do anything they want. contracts are as good as the people who sign them. 
But without the numbers, you know, we can't run around saying, oh, the world has picked on us, poor us purebred fanciers. No, we did part of that, yeah. at least part of it to ourselves. Take some ownership. And it's time to embrace that public. There's a reason people buy golden doodles. Yeah. I send friends of mine who want a Labrador to a Labrador breeder, good ones. And they say, hey, they were nice. The dogs were great, but I don't have two years to wait. I'm 37th on the waiting list. They gave me a 90-page contract. They want to come survey my yard and turn in my work hours. Mm-hmm. So we just want a pet. You know? Right. That right there, Wayne, that I think is what I'm talking about when I say we have shot ourselves in the foot. Yes, we have. We have I've had a conversation with Amanda Kelly, Fuegel, yeah. from Manchester Terriers. We had a conversation about protecting our dogs to death, yeah. into extinction, yeah. basically. And that is a big part of it. And now we have to be preservation breeds. We have to preserve the breeds. Right. We should be celebrating that everybody has one. Ugly ones at the park. Now I see ugly golden doodles at the park. You know, I, <laughs> and everybody that There's sees a my wolf hands. Yeah. Yeah. I just... <sighs> okay. So now you're back to the American Kennel Club system and you're judging. Yeah. And I'm super excited. I am too. I mean, there was a petition. <laughs> well, I'm real. I don't want to get into that too much, but I can tell you I, know. I had nothing to do with it at all. I know you didn't. It was a total I shock. Didn't. I was just so excited to see you come back. I woke up one morning and my dear friend, Glay Glassbrook, had written, and this has happened before. Some would post something, hey, Wayne should have his all breed license, which I thought was funny, but you no, know, it's nice. So Gay posted that and I thought, no, that's nice. And the next thing I know, there's a petition with thousands of people. So I don't want So I actually called Remy, who was, I didn't know him from Adam. I've never met him in my life. Oh, he's have fabulous. It. Seems like I can't wait to meet him. He seems Adorable. Like guy. Love him. But he said, I'm taking this. I'm doing all, I know how to do this electronically. And, and he sorted it all out. And I said, hey, you know, it's, it's been a few days and um, <laughs> time out. Let's cut it now. Thank you very much. Now, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I really don't. But I know that I had an appeal with three attorneys and they were super professional. And I presented my case, they presented their issues and we moved on. And I was shocked that without a lawyer, just telling the truth and pouring my heart out, I was thrilled and honored really that they took me and said, okay, we're going to reinstate your license with lots of parameters, but reinstating the license. So I'm starting all over again and I have no problem doing it. And I just saw you in judges' education. I was so happy yeah. to see you there. <laughs> I wanted to learn something about German wire pointers that day. I was about. so happy to see you there. Oh hey, you learn every time. Why wouldn't you want to go to that? You know, Absolutely. And really, I just want to learn every day. I'll go to every seminar there is and talk to everybody there is. But I'm really thrilled that I'm back and it's good to be there. And really, with the UKC, you know, I judged there for seven years while I owned the UKC. I judged AKC while I owned it. Mm-hmm. But then there was a problem. It was a particular assignment I got that someone didn't like at the garden. No, I didn't say that, but it was. And anyway, the time, (laughs) someone didn't like that. But really, there's a lot of boards and people that went through over those 15 or 12 years, whatever it was. A lot of water under those bridges. So, And no harm, no foul, no hard feelings for me, for sure. I'm just thrilled. I am thrilled to see you back circulating in our circles. It's How's fun. that? When the parking guys say, welcome back, it just really feels good to be back there. And I'm, you know, you're a little rusty. The dogs are no problem. I have no problem. But the books and the, you know, <laughs> got to write this down. What's this Did I tell you how many times I had to take my procedure test? I'm just saying. <laughs> no one's ever taken it once. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> no. 
Oh my God. Well, the trick questions are kind of silly. Well, yeah, the trick questions got me, but I finally made it. Shoo! So I guess my biggest thing is I love the conversation that you bring and the ideas that you bring and the thoughts that you bring. And I'm super happy to have them back circulating in our world. Well, thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate it. And I love being in there judging and learning. Learn every time you judge, every single time. I'm super excited. And I know that I am not alone when I say that I am looking forward to the day I get to show you a dog. Well, I get to talk to people like you too. And that makes it fun. And really getting to see old friends that I grew up with in this sport. Right. So I haven't seen in 20 years and we hung out together every day for 30. I know. It's been emotional. It really has been emotional. My first show back, I was a mess. I saw you at Gray's Lake. That wasn't your first show back. That was fun. Yeah, that was real fun. fun. Good dogs and a good time. Mm -hmm. Great show. And there's so many more like that. I've got to learn this whole process. You know, I've got to apply for more breeds now. And Mm -hmm. that's not easy. Let me tell you about a process, honey. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did a little differently at UKC. (laughs) But I have to say that, seriously, we make light of the procedure test. Right. I would have never read that rule book a thousand times like I did if they didn't make me do that. And I'm glad they did. It worked. Right. It worked. The process is, it makes you tear your hair out. It makes you stomp and spit. But eventually, you actually get it. And I think that is important. It is. And there's great people that, work there. Always has been great people work at the AKC. People have tremendous respect and admiration for. You know, the politics are always going to be there and you just have to set them inside and say, any organization that can hold it together for this long, they're doing something right. Easy to pick on them, but they're doing something right. right? It's a big target. So we all at some point or another throw some darts that direction. Yeah, yeah. But I think what I've finally come to at this point in my life is that I concentrate on my circle. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. You concentrate on the people and they may be friends in your breed, out of your breed, whatever your circle is, Mm -hmm. find that circle Yeah. and hang with it and make it a collaborative circle. You have to, and you help each other. And I judge in Virginia and Doug Holloway, bless his heart, one of my dear friends, he set this up. He and Chris Berg, he got together, Jim Moses, me, Kent Murray, Clay Cody, and Doug, was there. George also was even there. Mm. Our old crew, our old buddies, and we got together and we learned more from each other over that four days than you could learn in any seminar. Right. And that's the kind of thing that I think is so missing. It's what I have found that I love doing here on Pure Dog Talk is giving people that fly on the wall status. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to learn from people like that, people like yourself, that I could just sit there and listen. I don't have to say a word. Yeah, it's fun. I just love being back. It's really inspiring. So I'm off in the morning to judge an English Springer specialty and then oh, very nice. off to Wisconsin. I had no problem getting assignments early on. Let's hope it continues. Because <laughs> once they see me judge, they might say, what the hell am I getting out of here? Get out of here. him anymore. <laughs> You're never invited for? back. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, Wayne, you have an absolutely fabulous day and I will look forward to seeing you down the line. You too, Laura. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Like the NPR of dogdom, Pure Dog Talk is here for you. To make sense out of everyday things. To add nuance to your understanding and tools to your tech box. To bring history to life and propel the living history of purebred dogs into the future. One of my favorite events over the last year or so has been the virtual After Dark for patrons of the podcast, 
anybody can join this amazing community of dog enthusiasts by visiting the website and clicking the Become a Patron link on the homepage. While you're there zooming around on the site, you can check out our shopping tab too. There's even a Pure Dog Talk swag link. Who knew? Share the love with all our cool gear. Check it all out at www.puredogtalk.com. Your support adds up to a huge voice for purebred dogs. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk. 